0: All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck. Yeah, hey, hey, what's going on, Chuck? Oh, I don't know, man. What's
1: been, going on? You, been, with
0: you're finally back stateside.
1: Yes, yes. In these United States of America. After watching,
0: uh, I'm going to bet Interstellar twice. I know once on the way over. Did it get Did it get picked up
1: on the way back? It did, and on, <laughs> on the way back. I mean, on the way there, I cried, like, normally when I watch Interstellar. And on the way back, I'm like, I have a whole list of things I watched, but, like, uh, during Interstellar, like, because on the way back, I wanted to stay up most of the time because I wanted, yeah. you know, you're flying back. And you get in, and I got in at, like, three in the afternoon, so I didn't want to sleep and then be awake all night. So I was trying to, like, just play uh, Nintendo Switch and everything, and stay awake. I did sleep a couple hours, which was good, but I was when Interstellar. At first, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna play Switch and kind of listen to it. And like, like thirty minutes in, I'm like, I'm just like, I could I put it's the Switch in. down, and I'm like yeah. it's locked in. <laughs> and then like, like at the end with the Tesseract part, uh, like, and I'm like. I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm listening there thinking <laughs> as it's going on, like, how did it close up? It just as soon as she got the answer and then, and then did since like in there, you can tr- control like grav, like gravity can go backwards or through time and the five dimensional beings and like, who are like, is it just them as the advanced society? They're going back to give, you know, Matthew McConaughey messages. And then they give, um, his daughter uh Murph message you know then for him uh but like <laughs> when 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 you sent me the thing we we're chatting about is like you told him I like farming, like <laughs> that uh that part, and then like like, and then that whole speech where he's like you know he's holding her hands, like you told him I like farming, and then they're like you know they're like cry- like crying and and then he's like. It, I was your ghost. And like every time, like, <laughs> like I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's so uh it's just like a therapy movie. I don't know. It's like Dude, yeah. wild for me. But it's the most profound part of the movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's this episode of um The Last of Us that we're gonna get into in a minute had me thinking of Christopher Nolan and Love and purpose and survive. Like I started like I try to correlate everything back to that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm deranged, but no, it's relatable for
0: sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was Dude, speaking of tears. I mean, the last this the this episode of The Last of Us. I fucking broke me down. I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like I watched it and I think as soon as I finished it, I texted you. It was probably like 2 a.m. your time. But I was like, I was like, dude, amazing episode. I was in tears the whole time.
1: So good. It, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And like, it it's funny because I, Dylan texted me when I was in uh, abroad, and he's like, "Did you watch The Last of Us?" And I'm like, "No," but I heard it's amazing. And he was like, "Oh, it's kind of mid." And I'm thinking like, "Yeah, probably as a twenty year old, like, uh." <laughs> I would probably not like that one as much as the other ones because it's more emotional and story driven. Yeah. And it's kind of it's like a it's it's almost like a bottle episode of TV because it pretty much focuses on the same. They don't really leave the same place except for the beginning, the journey there. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those gets you right in the feels. You could have put. You could have just made that a movie
0: and just put it on on, on HBO, and it would have Dude. just been a standalone movie. It, it was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just have that. It was the same with freaking Murray Bartlett and uh, Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman. Nick yeah. Offerman. Like he has the best faces. Like not even just from Parks and Rec, but Devs and like oh, this. Yeah. Like just like. His work as a dramatic actor is fantastic. Like it's he's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you call the movie though? Like it was an hour and like it was like an hour and ten minutes, or it was over an hour, right? So like, I'd call it Bill and Frank's Incredible
0: Adventure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever Bill intended. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. That's a tough one. Um, shit. Yeah, uh, it's,
1: uh, it's kind. I mean. I said this like the last two episodes, but it's like station 11. I mean, this is, I, I know, I don't think you watched it. No, a lot of people haven't watched it, but not all like of it, yeah. the journey of station 11 is like, is this like the mental emotional connections that you find in a like a harrowing situation, you know, like in, in those two shows, it's like the pandemics. Right. But yeah. Um, it's cause you think you're like, how are you gonna, it's like, well, we'll save it for we get an episode. Cause I had some, some thoughts on some things, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, we might as well kick right in. So yeah, let's I don't jump wanna, into it you and I talked about my uh, European adventure already offline. So we'll spare everybody uh, that it, most people that you can follow my Snapchat story. You don't have Snapchat or I don't have your Snapchat. So you didn't get to see, I kept getting um, responses from people and like, like friends from college and all this, like I'm so jealous, but I'm loving going on your European adventure with you. <laughs> like they're like, keep, <laughs> keep uh you know, taking Snapchat. So I was like, okay,
0: nice. Yeah. No, I don't have the snaps. So I bet, I bet that was dope. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yo, yo. I'll show you next week in the office. Yeah, That sounds good. Some pics, bro. Yeah. We'll have to share it on the, uh, can we kick a pod, uh, Instagram? Yeah. Going, going global people. Oh, next, we got to get some swag. Um, Oh yeah. And we can wear it overseas. That would we'll be like, tight. we'll like, Hey, is that Rye from Wolf? it's ryan the wolf guy no 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 Ryan from wolf (laughs) wolf wolf uh it's ryan Ryan the wolf guy rye from wolf (laughs) it's like helicopters and just throwing Throwing
0: condoms
1: (laughs) holy shit oh man
0: yeah, let's jump into the episode. So I'll, I can I can run through the synopsis of it. And we can break it down. I mean, it's just a powerful episode. Um, but you know, we pick up from where Tess sacrificed herself at the at the the state state capitol building in in Boston. And so uh, Joel and Ellie are going to head to Bill and Frank's, and that's when Joel tells Ellie about how the government, you know, was trying to move on un, an uninfected people. To quarantine zones, but if they got there and it was too full, they would be turned away. Well, instead of just trying to find a different place for them, right and not be and and cause more of a stress on resources and things like that, they just executed them. Unfortunately, in the early days of the pandemic, and they're going through like the the 2007. It goes back to when the breakout happens and um, this town. 2003. 2003. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so you see, like, the town is getting cleared out. They're all going with the government. And meanwhile, uh, Nick Offerman is in his basement watching video cameras. And he's like, he's like, not today. You jackboot new world assholes or whatever.
1: (laughs) So good. Jackboot motherfuckers or like whatever (laughs) he said. (laughs) New world order. Yeah, that was great. I was trying to remember that because I was going to I was going to text you that when I was watching it. But so good. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you forgot,
1: or one thing beforehand, we got to see, before that, we got to see Ellie, or maybe it's before or after, but when they go into the convenience store where Joel Joel hid stuff, like, she killed her first, um, whatever, infected, uh, thing, and then, um, but, yeah, uh, but yeah, when, the other, Joel the other was like I looking had, for supplies, yeah, right? His stuff he had, he had yeah. or whatever. The other thing I think was like, is that really ten miles outside of Boston where Dude. they first are? It looks like they're in fucking Colorado or something. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like,
0: that's. 10- I heard I heard this episode got a B plus, and the only like minus to it was that fact alone. It was like ten miles outside of Boston, and it looked like it was freaking
1: Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to Google like the map of boston and go 10 miles like in every direction yeah but i didn't realize massachusetts had like mountain ranges and stuff yeah. but questionable it could be off but i saw somebody I instagram it.
0: post it it was yeah. like 10 miles out this is 10 miles outside of boston and it was like a like a like a
1: grocery store and it yeah, just like, i just yeah i mean i remember i stayed in quincy like south of boston oh, yeah. it's about 10 miles and it was like a town but i don't know it's west of boston so i haven't looked at the map and I just watched this today because I got back last night, and so I haven't read anything. I've been, like, ignoring Twitter and everything all week because, like, I think on Monday I was on Twitter in the hotel, and it was like, this Last of Us episode, like, hit me, in the like, in and Bill, I'm like, okay, I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, like, cut. it look, because I'm going to be like, yeah. it's going to mess me up. Dude, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think we also skipped over the part where they're, like, on their way to Bill and Frank's. They see that uh, jet airliner crashed on the hill. Yeah. And she's like, can you believe, like, people actually used to fly in those things? And it's just like, oh, that's right. She was born, like, after all that shit ended. Wow. Yeah,
1: this we have to remember in this that she was born after the um, the fall. Yeah, after the uh, whatever, the start of the pandemic or, vi- or fungi epidemic. Yep. Um, good, didn't yeah um yeah so like every i mean the really like even this episode there's another point where she's like astonished is an, another one of my favorite lines and it goes yeah. with the hat the hat <laughs> you're on uh but uh we'll say I'll, I'll save the part for there but he's like she's fascinated by this truck and he's like and she was comparing it to like a spaceship for her and he's like well, it's kind of a shitty S ten, but it'll do, or hopefully, <laughs> yeah. it can make it there. But it's, it's just a just shitty like, Chevy S ten. I mean, yeah, it'll yeah, do. Yeah yeah, 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 so good. Yeah, so it's like, and that's another station level comparison because the people that were born or were young right at the beginning, and they have this in that episode, the show they have a museum of history like in this Michigan airport, and it's just yeah. like it's like cassette player and you know just stuff that we all know but that if we had like some kind of event like that that you know there may not be that kind of stuff around for sure some people yeah. experience that but no it's crazy
0: yeah so um so yeah it's 2003 right so the government takes everybody away slaughters all the innocents even even the babies and that, stuff we
1: see that was crazy because they are just like it's like nazi germany they're just rounding up people yeah and killing them even if they're not infected like it makes i don't know i guess
0: yeah bill is hiding in his basement and they're like going through his house yeah and he's like got a shot in his wall of like guns and stuff and he's just like come and get me and everybody he's else an, is like he's oh Anne frank, frank
1: yeah he's and frank like hiding from the nazis like yeah. um that's crazy yeah it, and then you see, like, by the clothing on some of those that were rounded up, they were murdered, like, which Ellie and Joel saw on the way up to Bill and Frank's house. Yep. It, yeah, I just, I don't know. That part, I'm like, there's another thing that I'm sure there's a rationale behind, and I mean, obviously for the show and the video game, but of, like, if people aren't infected, why wouldn't the military just have outposts protecting like they have the QZ zone, right? Yeah. But if they're not built up, why wouldn't they just deploy smaller units to neighborhoods? Maybe it's a demand power or something. But even you could put a couple of soldiers with, you know, in different, I don't know. It just, yeah. I'd have to think about that a little more, but. It, it only takes
0: one infected to ruin the whole thing, right? Because I think they said uh, later, yeah, it, coming up, I think Frank talks about Baltimore, like he left Baltimore QZ yeah. because it fell apart. Like it yeah. only takes like one infected person to ruin the whole thing. So, you know, it, it they're probably centralized resources. And and that's why I think like it's easier, it's it's a in the long run better to just kill everybody so that way it's not a larger group of people that you have to deal with, right? Of infected, but
1: damn. If you kill everybody, then there's not gonna be anybody left to get yeah. infected I mean, anyways. There's not gonna be
0: anything left,
1: yeah. But it almost seems of like kind of, again, I was in Germany and Europe. So let say like the Nazis just rounding up various people that aren't themselves to get rid of and keeping you know, like, how do you, how do you choose? Yeah. You know, who is staying, even just like when it first broke out and they shot and killed Joel's daughter. It was yeah. like the guys, military guys getting instructions and I guess at that time, they didn't have the thing to see how they who was infected and things like that, like they do now, which right. was cool that Bill had uh, <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, he had one on his hip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he manages right to survive after like 2003 for like four years. He the power goes out. So he just goes down to the gas plant and like turns the gas back on. That was uh, great. Takes it takes that boat and uses it as a trailer, I guess. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. He's I, got a huge like industrial
1: generator that he's running. Yeah. I wonder if he had, I guess he probably had that already as the doomsday prepper guy with that. Extra I would have basement. to imagine. Or the government
0: brought it in like when, I don't know, but like, yeah. Cause you didn't see him drag an eight, you know, an 18 wheeler out there yeah. in a big 40 foot <laughs> flatbed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, they could have skipped that part, but yeah, true, it was true. You know, that was interesting to see. It, in I guess it like whatever neighborhood he lived in or town small town neighborhood. Yep, they rounded up everybody. Yeah, apparently because like when he comes out first, you know, with his mask on and everything. Awesome. Like, it was great, and no yep. one was in, no one's there. So like, and he doesn't know. I'm assuming he doesn't know what happened. I don't or, think he knows like that. They all got slaughtered. Yeah, and I think well like to the extent that the rest of the world well he knows that there's like mushroom people because he yeah. set all these traps. Yeah. Um but yeah, to what extent the rest of the world I mean he's surveilling around his house, but I don't know what other communication he has. Well, now he knows cuz after I think in the beginning he probably didn't know what was going on and then like then 4 years well, you know what's going on, but not to the extent because he yeah. was hiding down in the basement. And then yeah. and then by like what year four you see he has a fence everywhere and all that. But Right. Yeah, he uh, set all the traps and yeah, that was amazing.
0: All of his all of his doomsday prepping that he did over four years.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it, it shows hey, if it, those preppers, man, if something goes wrong, you definitely want to be with them. Yeah. You <laughs> know, because Even though it's like a one percent chance something like that will happen, when it does, they're going to be prepared. Yeah, insane.
0: Yeah, and then so it jumps ahead, right? Two thousand seven, and that's when you know Bill is hanging out by himself. He's been alone for four years, and then his alarm goes off, and it turns out there's a dude in a hole, thinking he's infected. He like rolls up on it, and then it's it's Frank, and he's like, "I'm not infected," and he's like, "What the fuck." He's like rolling up with a shotgun and he like takes the like sympathetic approach and gets a ladder. And um, that's when I think Frank explains like Baltimore has fallen. Yeah. Um, And then he's got, you can see he's got the tester. So he tests him and he tests negative. Um,
1: Do you think that was like the first person, like non mushroom person of four years to go to, to show up at his place? Cause it almost seemed like he was surprised that it was a living person. I would bet
0: after probably the first year, that's probably the first real person he's seen. I would bet like in the first year after everybody left, he might've seen a couple of people like walk by or something like that. Maybe gotten fucked over, which is why he tells Frank, like, you're not coming in because if I feed you, you're going to go tell everybody that I got a fucking Arby's here.
1: He's he's like, Arby's didn't have free lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That kind of makes me wonder in the first like, you know, like, did it have the date of when he comes out of his house with the gas mask on, like, seemingly for the first time? That had to have been, like, months or a year down the road, I would think. I would assume
0: Could it be- was, like, uh, maybe a couple of weeks. They made it seem like uh, it was, right. like, as soon as they drove out of town, he came out. And I was like, I think I would have waited a few days, but I don't yeah, think they see, actually said that how long.
1: Like, I took that as, like like, six months. I mean, yeah. just, like, that he probably had enough food and... Stuff to survive, like, in his house. Yeah. It's but, awesome. And, and with the government coming, yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be, like, to, you know, like, the next day or a couple of weeks, but it doesn't go into... That's where you could have the movie of this episode. Yeah. Make it, like, an hour and a half, and hour 45, and get more of the... uh more of that. I mean, it probably would be boring if nothing happened, but... You could make except, it worth it. Yeah, it would work. Um, But yeah, he he lets Frank come in right
0: for a meal because that's all Frank wants is a meal. And um, that's when you see Bill like makes this amazing like feast. And it's I I can't remember if it's like duck or or it's rabbit. Yeah, it's rabbit. Right. And then he like serves the wine and he can obviously tell like the guy has a taste for finer things. And and then I think uh, Frank sees he's got a piano and he's like he starts playing on it and it freaks Bill out. And then kudos to Nick Offerman for choosing to get in front of the camera and sing a little bit now. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, But then that's when we see, like, their romance starts. Like, they haven't uh, – Bill hasn't seen anybody in four years, we're guessing. Yeah. So there's this immediate connection and they start a relationship. And it was blowing my mind how impactful, like, this episode was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the way they sold that like because this is this is what I this is where I got this is where like in my head when this part started and was going on I started to think of relationships and love and like cuz a friend told me that human beings are one time cuz it's like you're going to get remarried. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm gonna get remarried. (laughs) Like, you know, I could be by myself for the rest of my life. I don't care. He's like Baptist guys, like humans were meant to be with other humans, you know, a man was supposed to, you know, it went on a little more detail, but it's like humans are supposed to have connection. That's what we like. I was like, well, maybe, but then, you know, in this episode, I'm like, okay. Would Frank or Bill was, would Bill kept going for, you know, longer if Frank never came along? Or was his love just because he hadn't experienced that love before? Or, you know, like what, how do you define love or connection or... But that was the beauty of the story was them, you know, randomly or Frank stumbling upon the location and trying to get to the Boston QZ from Baltimore. And then they had that moment over Linda Ronstadt, which we yeah. see Pedro Pesquet, we see Joel at the end, like, <laughs> like almost like wanting to cry during that song as well, that they played on the cassette. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it's some of these situations, like, would they be together if it wasn't an apocalypse or, right? Or, you know, what? I don't know. It's It got me, I was watching Penzi earlier, and I was, like, what is love? <laughs> like, what, you know, what? Because, like, it's the whole Christopher Nolan thing. Like, you do things for, and you see it later in the episode, like, things that are done for the people you love. Yeah. So you're, like, like. It's it's one of the most indescribable things that we experience. That's why you're relating it to a Christopher Nolan movie. Everything everything yeah. in his movie has to do with love. Yeah, and it has to do with love, but it's like but his scene his are a lot like I mean, but going back to uh um Interstellar for a minute. That's where like what drives me with that is because it's like he's doing something for his kids, and right. even if they don't think that they're doing if he's doing something for them, he's really trying to do something for them because of his love for them as a dad. And then, but then when love comes up in another part, where um, Anne Hathaway's character, um, yeah, she's wants to go to Edmund, Wolf Edmund's planet for love. Yep. Instead of statistical things. They go to Man's Planet because he is, was reporting better data, which right. was fake. Right. But they make that choice and shit got all fucked up where if they would have went to Edmonds, like, that was actually the better, even though he was dead, right. that was a better place where you could sustain life. <laughs> but that's, she is love sometimes you can't explain. It's telling right. you something that, like, data can't. Tell you. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. But that's like, I I don't know. And like, yeah. So sorry, that's my love tangent. No, no. Um, No, that was good. But but it was like, it was cool to see, like, you know, their relationship and they were trying, they were pretty much leading a semi normal life throughout this episode as far as you can be because of yep. their meals and their wines and they were fixing up buildings in the town and yeah. you the know,
0: furniture shop,
1: the boutique yeah. and the wine shop. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Like how he, he was like, they, yeah. So they, they got together. Right. And then, yeah. Like, a few years later you see like Frank like like walk out of the house and Bill is like walking after him and they're just having like a relationship argument yeah. and he's like yeah. I just want some paint on the house and mow the fucking yard. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. And then and then he's like he like finally gives in. He's like, Oh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna do up the boutique and uh, all this other stuff. And he's like, Why? He's like, nobody's ever coming here. And he's like, Well, I've been talking to some lady on the radio. And <laughs> Bill's like, Yeah, are you shitting me? Like, just this like As normal a life, probably than anybody else is living. Just with them living in Lincoln, Massachusetts.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm Bill and Blanca's Frank because (laughs) she's reaching out to people on the radio, inviting them over for dinner and wine. (laughs) And I'm like, I just want to stay in the basement and watch watch Interstellar and play uh, (laughs) Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But yeah, it's... It, it, yeah, that that was interesting. That yeah, they made Frank made friends with Tess over the radio, and they invited them over for dinner. And they're like having a meal outside. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and that's the the other question: is like, if you're Joel and Tess, why wouldn't you just stay? Yeah. Why would you go back to the QZ? What's the point of going back?
0: Yeah. But I love how like they're at the meal. And, like, Bill has his, like, 45 out on the table the whole time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't trust his <laughs> fucking thing. He takes it up every once in a while. And he's like. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, then he he takes Tess inside and he's like, oh, I want to show you this or that, you know, just like a normal, yeah. like, friendship relationship. And that's when uh, Joel tells, like, Bill, like, we're good people. Like, you're lucky you, like, found us. And he's like, he's like, yippee for me. Like, you're yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't give a shit. And so they try to make a deal out of it of, you know, they can barter and help each other, but not necessarily want that much from each other. Um, and so their friendship kind of grows over a few years. Um, but that's when we see like life go on and, you know, they've done some trading and stuff like that. And Frank, you know, plants the strawberries for bill. And they have this really nice moment, just amazing, like relationship shit. Um, Anything to add to that before we jump to like when yeah. Frank gets sick? Oh well, well, they have the shootout.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, just before like the um, mm-hmm. when Joel and them leave, mm-hmm. yeah. He says hey, you know, you should really trade with me to secure your fence because there's going to be raiders and uh, you know you had to more worry about the raiders and the government and others once they discover the place trying to uh, take it over versus like the mushroom people. Yeah. And then we do see, you know, later on, before we get to the other part where the Raiders do come and thankfully has all the traps that traps tra- tra- up. But you see that he also bill gets shot and, um, Frank, like, I guess he like takes care gets a bullet out. I don't know what happened. Like I couldn't, somehow, Somehow Bill survives getting shot in the – I think he got shot in the leg, but it looked like it was like around the pelvic area. I don't know. Yeah, or there?
0: like in the stomach or something. Yeah, it yeah. was
1: it was a direct shot, but I thought it was
0: funny because like you see them like sneak about on the compound and like shit starts popping off. And like Frank is like, what the hell is that? And he rolls over and like Bill's gone. I'm like, dude, Bill heard yeah. them coming a mile away. Like dude knew they were coming. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he get he gets shot, and then that's when Bill tells Frank, he, you know, he, he gets him inside, and he's like, call Joel, you know, he'll take care of you. Um, And he starts telling him, like, all this stuff, and then I thought he was going to die, like, then and there. Yeah. But he lived, and we see, like, the next thing we see is uh, Frank is, like, in a wheelchair, right? We've had a time jump, and, like, Frank's in a wheelchair on the front porch. Yeah. And Bill is, like, out there with him, and he's going to, like, take him inside. Um and so he's got like some debilitating fatal disease that he's struggling with to where he can't walk. And I'm assuming it's like ALS or something like that. I don't know, but
1: yeah. And that was interesting because you often don't even think about that during this time, but they kind of were living, they were kind of living a different lifestyle than everybody else. And what we've seen so far in the pandemic of, of the show, um, so they were able to act like the normal thing of going through cancer or ALS or whatever.
0: Right. Illness
1: that evolved. And, um, you know, at this point we get to see that, um, Frank is basically, as we know, like he is, he's going to die from this disease and, He basically asked Bill, like, to help assist him like, to crush up pills and put them in the uh, wine glass. So he just wants one more good day with him. Like, he has to determine that tomorrow is going to be his last day. So, you know, they decide to get married. They go through the whole whole day together. And, you know, I was kind of wondering if Bill was going to go through with putting the whatever drugs in the wine. Yeah. And then... Come find out he says like he put it in the whole wine bottle like <laughs> yeah Frank was like you put it in the whole wine bottle didn't you and he's like yeah. yep <laughs> and, and that's where kind of the other I started thinking about like you know you start thinking about love and death and they're choosing they you know even in this time of like chaos around the world they are lucky enough to kind of live their normal life that they want to live and then make the choice of when they want to end it. And Bill, Bill kind of, you know, he writes, he leaves like a note that Joel and Ellie find later, but in in his purpose, when Frank showed up was, and that's where I kind of think of like, would Bill have given up at some other point and just ended it all out of right like loneliness or whatever. And Frank comes along and now that Frank is going to die, like he feels he served his purpose yeah, and his job was to protect Frank. And he did that, which is another, as we see later on, it's kind of a cutting, not purposely at Joel, but at Joel, his job as... <laughs> a dad, and then as, like, Tess's lover was to, you know, in theory, protect them, and he's lost his daughter and Tess. Yeah. And, like, Bill's, like, his whole purpose was to protect Frank, and he did that, now he's ending his watch. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, um, which was, like, this is whole, the whole, their whole story, which you could, it's kind of sad to see both of them go in just one episode, but uh, it was beautiful. Oh, was it?
0: It was amazing, and I like how I think I think Bill in the letter to Joel, right? Because Joel knows the codes and gets through the gate, yeah. and like they find the letter and basically says, "Joel, I'm assuming it's you because anybody else would have been fried by now." Yeah, trying yeah. to get into the compound, you know. And then he's like, uh, "They would have found my traps." He 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 he. Yeah. Like so, Nick off
1: the way you know? she was reading the way <laughs> Ellie was reading that shit was hilarious. It was so good, but yeah, he's, he
0: he basically says like he you know. After the world ended, you know, his he could measure his purpose by saving Frank. You know, his whole reason for being there was saving him and, and creating a life together. Like, Joel hasn't been able to measure anything of his own, you know, up to this point for the most part. So, like, everybody keeps – like reminding him, telling him, like this is your job is to take care of her. Tess saying, like just save one more. Yeah. Like Bill save Frank and like went out on their own terms and which was so sad when they died. Um, but like they left the window open so the house wouldn't stink and um it was really really sweet, dude. Bawling my eyes out yeah. watching it.
1: Um, when I mean for me, it's you start to think of like I mean this is you know when shows do this to you and you're like what's what is our purpose right and you see like i mean what is each individual's purpose or how you determine your purpose and then you you know you start to think of people that you know or whatever that their purpose was or their purpose was work and when they retired they died like they didn't know what to do or like their purpose was their spouse and their spouse passes away and they pass away shortly after right? right Like i think human nature sometimes gets so infatuated with the purpose like singularity of purpose yeah. that when that purpose ends then what do you do like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. so and it comes with parents sometimes too like that oh yeah kids go off to college and move out then you're like oh my god what you know what do i do now what, what's yeah. my life now you yeah, know like <laughs> for sure I, i'm a mom i'm a dad i'm a parent now what am i <laughs> you yeah know? but you're still that <laughs> but they're not there, still there right
0: so yes 90 percent um, of your day is shifting though yeah
1: yeah so it's it's um i mean as someone who is like college and high school age kids that one is you know away at school and they're not around as much so you're you're not your purpose, like for me, never shifts, but the um, what to do with your time, yeah. <laughs> you know, it definitely changes. But yeah, yeah. it was, it was, and, and Murray Bartlett and freaking, um, Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah Nick Offerman. I just yeah. immediately Ron, Ron Swanson crossed my head, and then I can't think of anything else. Like, yeah.
0: Um, Dude, they but, were yeah. dunking on everybody in this show. In one episode, they stole the limelight in 50 minutes. Yeah. They were dunking on people. It was amazing. I mean, Murray Bartlett's stock is so high right now. Welcome to yeah. Chippendales. The White Lotus season one. Like, and now this guy's crushing it. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, and yeah, and then Joel and Ellie come into the compound. Yep. Um, they said, we already talked about yeah. Ellie reading the note. And then... Um, Joel they go to the garage and get the car Joel apparently knows how to build car batteries which is cool um, <laughs> he had all the he, ingredients in the fridge it's, yeah. it's crazy when he opens the trunk and then like there's no battery and he's like shit and then you yeah. see like the the casing of it and then like all the parts in the fridge and I guess that's like smart right if you take yep. it apart and you keep it from deteriorating just sitting out in the sun or whatever Yeah, it's Um, all a
0: chemical reaction, right? So if you separate the components, right, there's nothing that's going to deteriorate over time. Oh, it's a genius way to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And then that's where um, she's always like, he's like putting your seatbelt and she's like, huh? Because she doesn't know what a seatbelt is. And she's like, this is like (laughs) a spaceship. And he's like, well, it's kind of a shitty Chevy S10, but hopefully it gets us there. It's got a tape deck. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, you know, he lays out kind of the I mean, they shower, which I don't yeah. know, seem like they don't have hot water where they're at, or I don't know how often they shower, or they're allowed to shower in the QZ. Right. And then um but they're refreshed and they head out on their journey and Linda Rodstadt plays us into uh into the the after show credits. So So good. Yeah, it was great, man. Like, it's definitely it doesn't advance the story no very much, but no, like it was interest. It was nice to. Did you watch the after the episode stuff? I think I did. Oh, they the Neil Drunkman and uh, the other guy were talking about how they took like because uh, in the video game, I think Frank is already dead. And it's yes. just Bill or something. And
0: how yeah. in the video game the when they get to Bill and Frank's, it's just Bill there. Yeah. He and Frank had an argument and Frank just left. At least that's okay. what Bill tells you, right? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. he got infected and died or something like that. And then by the end of the uh, end of that part of the video game, Bill gets infected and commits suicide. So they completely changed up how their dynamic is. Well, it's so much better.
1: Yeah, and that's what they that's what the Directors said like or producers, directors, I can't remember which one said that like the parts they changed, they only did where they felt they could do something better or special, yeah. and that's where this came in with the the relationship there, so so good. Yeah. I was thinking like before I knew that, I was like, oh man, can I go back and play this part of the video game like <laughs> right, like right. Bill and Frank having like dinner and uh <laughs> wine and yeah. putting up a fence. <laughs> planting strawberry seeds can you play as frank um just an open world like survivalist game yeah totally that's what we're missing dude that is what we're missing like real i would love to have an open world pandemic game like where i mean kind of i mean uh, to me like and i'm gonna be beaten up by this if anybody listens that has better video game knowledge than me but like Mm -hmm. zelda breath of the wild seems like the the really only kind of like super open i mean it has objectives and all that but you can do anything in any order and there's not like a ton of video explanatory things or it's not like a certain path you have to follow yeah and that's what like it's even Red Dead Redemption you can do, or two, you can do a little different, but it's still got kind of like a linear path yeah. to get to get someplace. But like the truly open world, that's what they, like, make The Last of Us a truly open world with, um, with like multiple playable characters and like you could do whatever you want. You get oh, to make yeah. the choice if you're going to put drugs in the wine bottles or you're going to try to live on. You're going to hop in a car and try to find a hospital to get Frank treatment. You know, like <laughs> right. yeah. like make an open world game where like yeah, every once in a while the government comes around your property or whatever or raiders and it's just like randomness. Yeah. But. Yeah, there is there is a game. I, I played a little bit of it.
0: It didn't really launch that well. It's called Days Gone. Um, okay. It was an open world like backcountry zombie thing. It was. I, I only played it maybe like an hour, but uh, it had a lot of glitches and stuff. That's why it wasn't as big. But it was pretty much based off of the Last of Us, just as mm. an open world concept. So might be something you look into.
1: Yeah, and I guess for some people, like if you don't have that purpose of a end goal, it may not be that exciting. Right. But I mean, that's why. Well, Breath of the Wild there is still a purpose of an end goal. But like when I was playing on the plane like I I've got through like almost a hundred of the shrines now. Right. And catching up to you. Nice. I (laughs) I got a bunch of shrines, but I like finally decided to go do one of the, um, divine beast. And I was doing the one in the uh, desert in Gerudo or whatever. And I took me like two hours to get to all the control panel things. And then finally got the big boss. And I played him for an hour and I can't beat him. So you, but <laughs> I can just go and leave and come back yeah. to that. Like, and yeah. it's just, so I, like, I just went and got some more shrines and I'm going to go back and just fight him later. But that's what's, nice. what's cool about it, that style. There's purpose, but I can leave that and go back and do something else. Yeah. Until I want to go quite that again. It's not a storyboard campaign, right?
0: You don't yeah. go from like one setting to another and you have to wait. Like it's just one open map. And, yeah. That is what I enjoy about open world games. And they're, they are becoming more prevalent these days. But um yeah, just need more games like that. They would be sick. Yeah. But um great yeah, episode.
1: Anything else you want to add to The Last of Us? No, I'm just looking forward. Like there was the only point that I felt like on edge was at the very beginning where she goes down and where oh, she yeah. kills her first zombie thing. Yeah. And I was... Like, oh shit, like, like I can't be on nerves, like, I'm tired, and yeah. <laughs> just, like, I don't want to be a nerve, thankfully, this was like the perfect thing, because yeah. when she saw, I knew like, when she went down there, I'm like, oh my god, there's going to be a mushroom guy, like, in that little dust pile, or whatever, yeah. and it's going to like, bite her arm in the same spot again, like, you know, it's <laughs> just something. How and many then, bites like, does it take to get to the center of, yeah, yeah. uh, a <laughs> valley? <that week>. Yeah. <laughs> then like uh you know and then you hear the uh, i don't know the jurassic park quicker noise or whatever (laughs) and you're like oh shit like i was freaked out because i knew like when she went down there something was gonna happen and let me check out this dark hole yeah yeah. fuck but yeah and then the rest of the episode was like a different like world but it was it was massively done so it looks like next week we're gonna get back to like the wildness but I think it's kind of seems like the, and this is kind of, I mean, the walking dead and the walking dead kind of playbook too, is you're going to, it seems like we're going to have more problems with other people. Yeah. Other tribes of people than we do with actual like infected infected people. Yeah. I'm sure at some point maybe even to with the government and fireflies and yeah. other stuff but um and it it's but it's the pe- it's the living people that we have <laughs> yeah. like we're, we're the really where the infected right yeah. like yeah. because the infected their brains are mush and all they're trying to do is infect something else like yeah they have a one track mind yeah, yeah. So it's it's humans that's that's the other thing, right? With and it kind of goes with society and what happens in situations. There's gonna be a handful of people that are gonna try to help people do all this. Then the other ninety percent are gonna be like, "Fucking survival man," and to take it
0: all. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm gonna take everything. I'm gonna pray on the weak because I'm the strong. Or right. you know, like, and that's the negative part of humanity. Yep. There's the love part. But some of the negatives also by love. You're trying to protect yourself or your family that you're suspicious of anybody else. And so I think we'll see more people problems going forward as someone who hasn't played the game this far. So, yeah, we'll see. Any thoughts, final thoughts on your side?
0: No, great episode. I mean, they're going to get nominated for an Emmy in the next round. No doubt. I mean, Murray Bartlett probably will. I don't know if Nick Offerman will. They're probably going to try to put their best foot forward. But yeah. uh, great performance um so that's on every sunday right so the next episode's coming up it'll be out in two days from when we're recording this now yeah yeah. um and then so fridays right which is technically today drops shrinking now you said you caught up on
1: the first two episodes yeah yeah i watched i guess the first friday when i was when i got to amsterdam the first two episodes dropped yep and then I was able to download them and I watched them. Um, I actually watched them on a train, the train ride to Cologne, Germany, because nice. like, it was a two and a half hour train ride. So it's by myself and I had them downloaded on my phone. So I watched them and I haven't watched today's yet. So I'll probably watch this weekend. But have you watched today's?
0: No, I haven't watched today's. I really enjoyed the first two episodes. And just so people know, Shrinking Right is on Apple TV it's a bill lawrence and brett goldstein um joint (laughs) um and and if
1: yeah i mean there's a theme to this but they're the creators of ted lasso
0: yeah our take on it right it's people from ted lasso writing about a guy who's struggling with grief of his wife passing away and people just taking care of everything else for him like the neighbors taking care of his daughter he's doing
1: what like xanax and hanging out with hookers in his pool (laughs) yeah yeah jesus (laughs) The the beginning part of the show was really funny. It like, was good. It, and then but it kind of I, these are I'm gonna find the text I sent to Mike because we were talking about it. And I basically did I text them to you or uh might have been Teams. Uh yeah, it was Teams. Uh I'm like, wait, I didn't find them on the text. But yeah. um no, it's it real quick, you mentioned Bill Lawrence and um and his Brad wife Goldstein. is uh no. and his wife is um Jason Siegel's neighbor who was um really? also on Scrubs. Yeah, that's Bill Lawrence's wife. I didn't know that. And she was also Drew Carey's girlfriend in the Drew oh, Carey show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was uh Perry's uh Perry's um On and off girlfriend, baby mama, things like that with, uh, on scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget her name, but, uh, Jordan was her name. That's Mm -hmm. right. Um, but yeah, I, I sent you a message that said, it seems to be following the Ted Lasso playbook, which makes sense because it's Bill Lawrence and then Brett Goldstein. And then it's lighthearted, personal misery overcoming grief. So Yeah, I mean, it's his wife dies. I mean, you find out early. Um, Well, it never really. It doesn't say much that she dies, but like you assume. Yeah. And then it mentions like once, and has a flashback of like, um, like them like kissing on a couch, or I don't know, some romantic moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the daughter is dealing better with the grief than him. He just he's checked out. Yeah. yeah but and then Harrison Ford is his uh, I thought it was his dad but it's not his dad it's <laughs> no. the, it's, it's, his the sh- boss, it's his boss basically
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like
1: yeah. but he but it, you find out like it, like he's having an effect on his daughter it's he's not there like as you mentioned yeah. without giving away it's he's Jason Siegel, the main character he's a psychiatrist and Harrison Ford's his boss the psychiatrist but he checked out after his wife died, and everybody around him is taking care of everything in his life, so he can yeah. just check out of the world. Yeah. Um, but then things start to change. Yeah. So, or try at least yeah. in the first episode. So he he starts
0: uh, to discover like brutal honesty may be the way to go. So he tells patients to like like one woman to like leave her husband, and she does, and like everything so far is going great until like the husband comes along and like whips his ass at one point.
1: Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. By the way, I forget that actress's name, but she was on Saturday Night Live, like the one he says right. to, le- to leave yeah. your husband. She's she's fine. Sorry, oh I yeah, didn't say it. Oh okay. yeah, she is. Yeah, no, it's a good call out for sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts on shrinking? No, yeah, I mean it, it's a good show.
0: I think his like theory on brutal honesty, because he's also helping that vet guy, like who like yeah. beat some guy up at a bar. His whole like theory on brutal honesty. I don't know. I think they like. <laughs> They made they're making it go too quick. I want to see that shit play out through the whole first season. But like, yeah, he's already like got troubles at the end of the second episode. I don't know. It seems with with that whole theory. So, but yeah, it's weird to see like um, Harrison Ford just in like a crew neck sweater that's like pink or yellow or whatever it was in the Shrink's office, and he's like serious, not wearing a leather jacket and a fedora, like swinging from a whip. It was really weird to see Harrison Ford that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's probably a nice paycheck for him and it's an easy role, I think. But yeah. Um, it's so you like hearing his voice. He's a good actor. And yeah, I think, um, but yeah, it seems they're moving through some stuff quick and I don't know, maybe cause they don't know how many seasons they have, but it, to me, it was just weird when they would go to the daughter soccer game in the second episode. And like, like you haven't been around for your daughter and yeah. then you're standing up on the sidelines with the guy who was out of prison that you, and you're like, you're like just like every other parent sitting down, like, yeah, like it's your first like t- game back, like just like relax and like enjoy the game, you yeah. know? And, and, but it, a- yeah, it was a, That's a great Great part part of it, though, because I think Jackie
0: brought up something similar. I was like, you know, he just has no idea what to do for the most part. Yeah. yeah. So like this is him just trying. And of course, it just goes tits up. But like, I just love the fact that he's trying it. Of course, they want to make it funny that he's out of shape and all this stuff. and can't run up the hill. But I I do love the jokes. I mean, it's a classic Bill Lawrence TV show where they've got jokes and funny like like he's riding his bike and he gets passed by those bikers and they're like, get out of the way, asshole. He's like, suck my dick. Like, yeah, really funny stuff.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like. In Scrubs, it was funny because it was just—I mean, I keep thinking like we need like a, a like voiceover from from like Scrubs <laughs> yeah, and and uh, his Family guys episode, with how they describe Donald and uh, yeah uh, Turk and JD, but like we need the voiceover from JD, and but in Scrubs it would be like. JD would be like have a nice day or you know like instead of saying like suck my dick but like because they like like apple and they can do whatever they want so it's yeah. like um more aggressive but it's definitely the same style which I mean it's good like Bill Lawrence like I scrubs was my jam oh like, yeah hold on um and I still watch reruns every once in a while but I do like the reality of the show because
0: it's like <laughs> dude He's I – mean, and it's also crazy because he's just like falling off the wagon. He's doing Xanax with hookers in his pool and his like 16-year-old daughter is upstairs and he's just yeah. like blasting music. It's yeah. like – it's almost believable but it's almost just crazy enough that I can't believe it. But – and then how he like his truck is out of gas and all this shit. Just funny how he's like struggling and how they're trying to – it just has a sense of realism but –
1: Yeah, it's a little more. over the
0: top with yeah, that. But I, I mean so was depth. Scrubs
1: and so was you know, yeah. a lot of the Bill Lawrence stuff so – I want more well, yeah, depth and, and
0: consequences, you know.
1: Like, yeah, he just got the
0: shit beat out of him in the end of the second episode, but like, so did his buddy who was already on probation. So you are telling me that guy's not going directly to prison? I don't understand. Yeah, like, now he's
1: living with them. Like he's, but yeah. In real life, he would be like, um, like he would still be in jail waiting yeah. like a fifteen year prison sentence. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a hyped up you know
0: realization but yeah uh, i'll be interested to see how the rest of the season goes you know the episode just dropped today i'll watch it tonight um but overall it's a good start to another bill
1: lawrence and good for brett goldstein for getting tagged on now as an ep so yeah for sure uh anything else i think you had mentioned you were watching a couple other things
0: uh so yeah, far I'm watching hunters on amazon prime it's about nazi hunters and albacino's the ringleader is um, this
1: season two or is it
0: I'm I, I, season I, two just dropped so they had a delay from covid so they just dropped season two like this year um okay, or like in you, december something like that are you watching
1: season one too or I, are you watching? yeah i'm on okay. season
0: one i've i'm almost done with season one al pacino is hilariously crushing it and it's got um how i met your mother um ted mosby
1: is mm. in it and he's a That's he's a, a nazi hunter it's a "How we, How I Met Your Mother" themed episode with Jason yeah. Segel, like dude, as well. It, it's whole, it's whole, it's
0: got moments where it's really funny. Like he plays like a bullshit seventies actor, so he's got yeah. like mutton shops and stuff. But it's a it's a pretty decent show. Um, and then, dude, I started watching The Bear on Hulu, which is an FX TV show, yeah, and it's about a guy running at a, um, sandwich a sandwich shop, sandwich shop in Chicago or
1: deli, yeah.
0: yeah. And it's just Italian beef sandwiches, right? Like like portillos.
1: Um, dude, it's uh, hilarious. I I mean, it was a lot of critics like best show of the year. A lot yeah. of the podcasts I watch, it was like in the top two. It's so. a- amazing acting, like the guy Jeremy Allen White, who won right the Golden Globe for best actor. Like yeah, takes over from, this uh, oh, shameless. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, I forget his name, but I I haven't watched the last I. I've watched like the first six or seven seasons of the show and haven't watched like the last two, but it nice. was really good. Well, oh, Emmy yeah. Rossum is uh, Emmy Rossum, the 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 guy from Fargo, who's the dad in that show. Emmy Rossum's the daughter. Oh she's yeah, yeah. Uh, um, um, William H Macy. William well, H Macy. Yeah. 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 She she's um Sam Esmail's wife, like the uh, creator of Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 yeah um, dude, the, the bear is really
0: good. Like he takes over his, 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 brother passed away. So he takes over his sandwich shop and like their cousin helped him run it. And he's an asshole. And like, of course it's like classic Chicago. So everybody has an attitude and you know, he wants to change things about it because he came from like a five-star restaurant Yeah, where the head chef at the five-star restaurant was fucking Joel McHale. <laughs> and, and he was a huge community asshole. Yeah. He was, in the, like, little bits that you've seen him in flashbacks yeah. and the bear, he's amazing. But, uh, dude, it's a great show about connection and family and how, like, their dad was an alcoholic and all this shit. Anyways, he takes over the sandwich shop. It's fucking great because I love, like, Italian beef sandwiches in Chicago. So, like, watching them, yeah. like, make all these sandwiches and, like, fight with each other, it's like, ah, that's good shit. So, mm-hmm. dude, you got to watch it. It's great. Acting. Yeah,
1: I got it on my list for um the next, like, couple weeks of – uh solo bolo like yeah. around the house so for sure there's some shows i want to catch up on i couldn't um, sleep
0: one night and i threw it on and i was like yep new show
1: found yeah um yeah any other thoughts uh i got i'm gonna give you my list of what i watched on the plane i wrote this yeah, down no. so i remember that's all uh, i got
0: that's what i've been watching what you what you got
1: so on the plane on the way there i started with interstellar of course then i watched tron legacy Oh, um, I low key love that movie. Same, same here. Yeah, <laughs> I I thank God, it. yeah, I love it, and I always forget like about it until like after Interstellar, and I was like, or no, I watched Tron. No, yeah, I watched Tron second because I fell asleep uh, during it, but I yeah. still I woke up and watched. I slept like an hour of it. Um, but yeah, I low key love that movie too. So the good, Jeff Bridges and Garrett uh, Hedlund. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's low key good. Like, it's I don't know, I really like it. Um, yeah. and then I watched Fargo, um, the movie, which Ooh, is still yeah. one of my favorite. Uh, and then Buscemi, baby, yeah, and William H. Macy, yeah. And but that was on the way there, so it was like an eight and a half hour flight on the way there, but on the way yeah. back, it was like 10 and a half hours. So, on the way back, I watched. Um, we own the city, like the show I love that I was on HBO. I watched like the first four episodes, nice, and then out of the six, and then Back to the Future, and then uh, Interstellar, and then I ended uh, and then The Matrix.
0: <laughs> oh, nice, oh, dude. <laughs> so, such a great run of movies, dude. Back to the Future can watch that anytime. Love the cameo by Huey Lewis. Um, and then yeah, the Matrix. Well, man, talking about that movie's what? Nineteen
1: ninety years old. Nineteen ninety nine when the first one came out. I think it was ninety-nine, if I remember seeing it on the plane. But yeah, I remember that seeing was that in college. So groundbreaking. Yeah, I was in college thinking, like, oh my god, like this is we are in the matrix. That was yeah. you know, you're like, this is where we're at. The world's not real. <laughs> Red pill, blue pill. Like,
0: Keanu Reeves was already like a star to some degree. Point break. Bill and Ted, all this other shit, and then he's like, Get, "Hold my beer, I'm gonna fucking do the Matrix."
1: Stressful. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, right, one funny TV story from Europe, like uh, in London, I we, I had put on more TV in the hotel, but in uh, in Belgium and the Netherlands didn't watch much TV. But one time I was turning it on, and it had the thing at the bottom like what was playing and it was like point break and i'm like oh yes i'm leaving really gonna hear. and it was like the new fucking point break and i made a to turn the tv off and threw the remote at the wall like Ugh, i'm like what fucking the hell f- what is this like that i never saw the new one and even just the two seconds of it was irritating and i think that movie all copies should be burned Except yeah. for and just leave the original, but anyway. The only
0: remake of Point Break that should have taken place is Keanu Reeves playing both main
1: characters. <laughs> <laughs> or how about but make this? it like do what they did with Top Gun. Oh Patrick Swayze's dead. Shit. Yeah. Okay, you can't do that anymore. Well, While he was alive, a, they should have done it. Make it a
0: Christopher Nolan movie and make it to where he's got a split personality where he's both characters. <laughs> Almost and, Fight
1: Club, but not. Yeah. Oh, but then they both, they somehow don't meet until the middle, like Tenet. <laughs> yeah. And they, there's All some
0: in reverse.
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's a combination of Memento <laughs> and Tenet, and then put it in space where they have oh, to they yeah. communicate it's, their gravity. Robin Space Banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's man's planet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves, like, or Bodhi and the ex-president show up, like, (laughs) and you see them come into their little hab and, like, start robbing people.
0: (laughs) But it's, like, it's, like, 40 years in the future, so the president's mask that they're wearing is, like, Trump, Biden, Obama. (laughs) DeSantis. Dude, I think we could write this. Oh, my God, yeah. Let's do it. George Santos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Marcus will like that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Yeah. I think we reached our uh,
1: inflection point of being yeah. productive here in this episode.
0: No, that was good. Uh, you know, it's glad to have Chuck back. You know, most people, uh, I, I don't think, know, but today is our one year anniversary of podcasting. Holy shit. It is exactly our one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, we dropped the very first episode, February 3rd, 2022. So this was a great episode to have. We talked the last of us. We talked all this good shit that we love. Um, you know, so really glad to have Chuck back. We got to do this, um, you know, watch out for Instagram stuff. I'm sure. I think I got some throwback photos I can throw
1: up of us podcasting, which would be
0: hilarious. Yeah. Maybe no, I'll throw need... some bloopers out there, too, because I got some like
1: first episode yeah. bloopers. Yeah, yeah let's know. get some bloopers. What, well, that's what we need to do is put together a we. We've got a You're the technical. You're our tech guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got to do a best of our favorite moments and some bloopers and do a little special edition next week. Totally. Yeah, we got some time to pod next week. So. Yeah, we got time.
0: Yeah, but yeah, appreciate everybody for joining. You know, uh, you can always find us on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. Check out our link tree, man. That takes that takes you everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We tweet. Chuck tweets, Murph. It's out there,
1: man. It's our first tweet. <laughs> yeah. What better tweet than... Uh, you got to go back on it. should just, just every day go put a quote for the movie. Like You
0: should. I'm going to go
1: today and it's going to be like... Uh, I was your ghost. I was your ghost, <laughs> Murph. I was your ghost. <laughs> so Don't good. leave me, Murph. <laughs> Stay.
0: Oh, my God yeah day. check us out people yeah tell us tell people about us you know we're, we're always putting new shit up you know check out the blog i've got an idea for a blog post i'm gonna do here soon so you know check us next week we'll have an episode we'll be talking the last of us more and i'll probably talk more about the bear as i get more into that so um maybe chuck will you know catch up on that as well yeah, um you yeah. I, I think he'll like it um if you haven't watched it you fuckers out there should watch it so as always Beep.